Welcome in to the first and goal show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt. I mean, they just, as a whole, looked awful. I mean, even after the game, their uh, offensive coordinator, Mike McCoy, uh, got fired. Mm -hmm. um, and now Byron left, which is, is taken over. So um, I'm sure they're hopeful that he'll be able to at least get a little little bit of a spark going in that offense. But, yeah, they have just looked awful. And, I mean, they have one of the best running backs uh, in the NFL in, in the backfield, and David Johnson. They just haven't even been able to get anything going with – uh, no. Him at all, and, and poor scheming is because of that. Denver won this game, forty-five to ten, and two pick sixes. Case Keenum threw for hundred and sixty yards in this game, and so there's still those question marks in Denver. Um, is Case the right guy? But Denver doesn't have a backup quarterback anymore. I think Kevin Hug Hogan might be the new backup because today Chad Kelly was cut from the Denver Broncos, and this is. Just a day after he was um, arrested for trespassing, um, found in somebody's home, was incoherent on their couch, and then hit in the head with a vacuum tube um, before police were able to get to him. So Chad Kelly had problems all throughout college and now is done as a Denver Bronco after this latest incident. Yeah, and I mean, the weird thing about it was, um, according to the police, he had no, no alcohol in his system but he was also incoherent, so it almost makes you wonder what he was on. And it, when you have a situation like that and then get arrested for trespassing, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, especially when you're a backup quarterback. I mean, I think it's almost a guarantee that you're going to get uh, released. So I, I wasn't really surprised by that. Yeah, uh, and there's some Denver fans who were saying, how can you release this guy? He made a mistake, blah, blah, blah. but they don't understand that Kelly has made – mistakes in the past you know yeah. he's made several mistakes he did that and that's why he dropped so much in the draft wasn't drafted until the seventh round the last overall pick the mystery irrelevant and there was some fans in denver who was starting to say hey chad kelly that he should be the guy he needs to be the guy um and now you, we will never know because of this latest incident for kelly so Denver Broncos, they win that game 45-10, to and we'll talk about this more upcoming. They'll play the Kansas City Chiefs, who absolutely smacked the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night football. They also won 45-10, to and those are huge differences in opponents. The Broncos beat a very bad Arizona Cardinals team. The Kansas City Chiefs beat up on a very good Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and um, I mean, they looked, they looked terrific again, and... Uh... Like you said, the the matchup this week is the Chiefs and Broncos, uh, both with blowout victories. It it almost seems like the Broncos have been kind of on and off all season. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it almost seems like uh, there's two different teams there. Uh, there's one good and there's one really bad. Um, so I'm kind of excited to to see which team's going to show up. I think this is the Broncos' biggest game of the season. Yeah. Um, I think I think this is almost a must win to keep up with uh, the Chiefs and the Chargers uh, in the division. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a really good game. I think they're the Broncos are going to uh, learn from their first loss to KC. I think they're going to well, come out and uh, play a great game. And Denver played Kansas City tight in that first game. Kansas City, of course, yeah. barely pulling away late, or not even pulling away, just scoring late and barely holding on. I think a difference in this game is Denver's defense now has a chip on the shoulder. Bradley Chubb has been Chubb has been playing great. Um, has just dominated on defense. That pass rush is mean. Two pick sixes might be the spark for the Denver Broncos. Um, but you mentioned the Los Angeles Chargers. This team is hot. Um, and beating Tennessee in London, I believe, yep. um, in that early morning game, 20-19, to 19, Tennessee drops again. 
Um, and Phillip Rivers has those guys playing well. And, and the Chargers and the Chiefs have an interesting race going on in the AFC West. Yeah, they do. I mean, I think without a doubt both these teams are going to make the playoffs um, in the AFC. Um, there's some mediocrity in the, in the rest of the AFC outside of the uh, Bengals, Steelers, Patriots, and then Chiefs and Chargers. And um, So I think that these two teams are definitely going to be in the playoffs. Um, and that's why I think, like I said before, this Broncos game is going to be huge this week because I almost think it's a must win for them. Um, yep. They need to keep fighting to uh, keep their playoff playoff hopes alive. Uh, they're sitting at three and four right now. So, but yeah, I mean, the Chargers uh, lost their first two games uh, to the Chiefs and Rams, who are, I think, without a doubt, the best two teams in football. Yep. Um, and they've now won five straight. Um, yeah, I mean, they look good. Um, granted, they uh, they have squeaked out some some wins against some mediocre opponents, but yeah, uh, I I mean, winning five games in a row in the That's National not- Football League is it's not, not easy. easy. Winning yeah. winning football games in the NFL is hard, and I think yeah. people take that for granted because in college football, you know, the the good teams are expected to beat up on just about everyone, except for you know the other teams of their caliber. In the NFL, it's a it's a toss up every time. Like the biggest upset this season, I think, is the Bills over the Vikings. Week what? Week two or week three? Three, I believe. Um, because other than that. I mean, every game is expected to be fairly close. Yeah, you don't you don't see too many blowouts in the NFL. Yeah, that's that's why you won't see large spreads. Right. Um, and and I was actually kind of surprised. I saw the spread for the Chiefs Broncos games was ten. Chiefs are favored by ten, which is a lot in in yeah. the NFL. I don't think I don't know if they'll cover that. I think it's going to be a tight one. I think it will be a shootout. Um, I think it'll be a shootout. Yeah. Uh, and I think it'll be close. Um, but uh, just a couple other games, and so. Uh, we are doing our top five, bottom five later on in the show. Um, if you weren't here with us last week, we, we cover – last week we took took our top five quarterbacks and bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL. Today we're doing the top five and bottom five teams. It sounds a bit self-explanatory, um, which it is, but uh, it's who we think really are the worst teams in the NFL this season and who are the best. And it's more than just a record. There's more things that go into that. Um but, yeah, so top five, bottom five. So covering a couple other games, um, Jacksonville, they have Man, what happened? off. Oh, what? my goodness. I think Blake Bortles has just been atrocious. He's um, been bad. And I think if I could recreate my bottom five he quarterback list from last, I think he I might put him last at yeah. this point. He has looked awful. He's I mean, he got benched just last week, um, but they did announce that he's going to be starting this week. Uh, yep. Once again, but he has just looked awful. And I mean, there's only I, you know they have a stellar defense, but I mean, there's only so much you can do when your quarterback turns the ball over four times a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and, know, and, and Houston leads that division now. Yeah, which I mean, I think if the if the playoffs were to start today, I think Houston would get blown out by every other single team that's right. in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, Houston no. has not beat anybody yet. That division is is terrible. Bad. Is bad. is just awful. But here's the thing. Um, I mean, so often we see bad teams win a division and then they win that wild card round game. Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to what you said. I mean, NFL games could go. Go either way. Either way. Because um, you think of Seattle with Marshawn Lynch that first year when the Saints won the Super Bowl and New Orleans heads to Seattle, wild card weekend. Marshawn Lynch has maybe the most historic run in all of football. Oh, yeah. Um. Denver against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tim Tebow, Demarius Thomas. How could you That's ever right. forget that, Schmidt? That's uh, right. Um, and But, I mean, so Houston is not a good football team. But the problem is Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Indiana, Indianapolis, excuse me, they've all looked, they've looked bad. Yeah. The, the Titans, I know we gave Mariota a pretty hard time, but he has no receivers. He's got nothing in Tennessee, and that's kind of. I mean, of even his saying. running backs this year have not. They haven't performed. Uh, have not performed. They brought in um, Deion Lewis uh, in the offseason, and he's just not been performing at all. I mean, Derrick no. Henry's not not had a great season. That that the whole offense in general is just not um, been performing as as well as they would have liked to see. Um, and and the thing about the Texans too, 
their offensive line is bad. Deshaun Watson's already been sacked 26 times this year, which is not crazy. Good. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is ridiculous. Um, their offensive line is bad. And, and when you have a quarterback coming off an ACL tear, you, um, every single time he gets hit, you kind of hold your breath. Um, yeah, I think if they can fix some offensive line issues, I think they can maybe compete in the playoffs. But as of right now, I think if they make the playoffs, they will just get smacked. Obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Especially um, if they're on the road. I mean, yeah. I, I just no, don't see No, they don't have a chance. And I think their only upside is they have, they'll have that home field advantage for that first game, and then who knows what after that. But um, – just looking over some other games in the NFC, Washington Redskins take down the Dallas Cowboys 20-17 in our pick last week. We both chose the Cowboys. Um, and one of the surprising names is Adrian Peterson, nearly 100 rushing yards. He had 99 on the day. He's got 438 rushing yards this season, 101 carries. Um, you know, his two gr- bad games, New Orleans, he had four carries for six yards. Indiana 11 carries for 20. Other than that, he's been brilliant. Uh, and he, even in those games, he was battling injury. I believe right. he left early with yes. injuries and yeah, at and least so one of those. When he isn't injured, 19, 19 carries for 120 yards against Green Bay, um, 97 yards against Carolina, 99 yards against Dallas. All three of those were wins. A guy that uh, was people thought was washed up. Right. Yeah. I mean – Peterson was the best running back in football for years. It it felt like a decade. It wasn't, but it was probably seven or eight years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Up there for sure. All of all of his years on the Vikings, he was. Yeah. uh, He was up there. And so, John, I'm going to pose this question to you: Washington beats the Dallas Cowboys, now lead the NFC East with a four and two record. Um, Is this a team that can win this division uh, with Philadelphia? And Dallas, both at three and four. I think so because of the way that uh, the other teams in the division are playing. I mean, the Eagles um, blew a seventeen-point lead in this fourth quarter at home. Uh, at home, um, they're now three and four. Carson Wentz has not looked uh, like he did last year. Um, the Cowboys are just not that good of a team. I think they're an eight-win team. Just brought in Amari Cooper, but I don't think he's going to fix no. their problems. Um, the but the Redskins, and we've talked about it in uh, past weeks about how Alex Smith can win football games. Um, and while he might not put up the most stats, he can win. And I think the Redskins will win at least 10 games. Um, yeah. That'd be my prediction. I, I'd say they'd go 10 and 6. And I think, I so think with a 10 and 6 record, I think they win that division. I think so too. And I, look, I don't, I don't know if they are a Super Bowl caliber team but i think they will pose a threat to different teams in the nfc um their defense has actually been pretty tough so far this year um one of the better defenses in football um I, I, the biggest question mark is alex smith yeah it's it's really going to come down to how he plays yeah um and the thing about the nfc I, I feel like outside of the rams every other team is beatable yeah i agree and maybe the saints too i, th- I think the saints are they're up there with the Rams, but right. Other than that, I, th- I think the Redskins could give any other team a run for, run for their money, uh, in, in that agree. division in that conference. I mean, yeah. And so, um, NFC is starting to shape up, um, and we'll transition from last week's games to this. Uh, the NFC is really, John. You mentioned it, it. The Rams and the Saints on top. Um, the other divisional leaders are Washington and Minnesota. Um, and then you have a lot of mediocrity. Um, so you have Washington and Minnesota at 4-2, and two, New Orleans at 5-1, and one, Los Angeles at 7-0. Um, rest of the league, rest of the NFC are just 3-1 teams or less. Um, Seattle, three wins. Tampa, three wins. Or excuse me, I guess Carolina's got four as well. Um, Falcons with three. A lot of, a lot of just 3-3 three and three teams. And so, John, what 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 is your take on this? Do you do you see any teams that are able to knock off New Orleans or Los Angeles? Is this doable? Um, and can you see that from any of the potential wild card teams? Um, because if playoffs started today, 
it would be um, the Carolina Panthers and then either Philadelphia or, or Green Bay. It would be Green Bay. So, I mean, can any of these teams beat Los Angeles or New Orleans? I don't think so um, if the playoffs were to start today. Um, there is a lot of season left, and, of course, you can never doubt Aaron Rodgers. You never know what he's going to do. Um, I think the rest of Green Bay is bad. Um, but, I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers on the field, we've also talked about that in past weeks. He's just – he can make things happen and just um, get wins. He can carry his team to a win. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't see I, – I could – right now I, I would say the Saints and Rams are going to be in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Yeah, um, I um, – you know, I like Cam Newton and Carolina. It's just the only way that the the Rams will be will be beat um, is if they suffer some more injuries. With a keep to leave out, uh, Marcus Peters has been kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, that offense is just so deadly, and their defense has still played well. That's the difference I think between the Rams and the Saints. The Saints, you know, they just got Eli Apple at corner to try to really bolster that defense. But what they have is a great offense. Drew Brees, one of the greatest ever um, on the offensive side of the football. But their defense has been lackluster at times. Uh, I mean, it's hard to think that New Orleans was, I mean, like inches away from losing to the Cleveland Browns. But yeah. instead, they're five and one, yeah. and and so they battle close games and have played well of late. Uh, but I I think the Rams are just too potent right now, and it's hard to foresee a team knocking them off in the NFC. Uh, yeah, you you talked a little bit about um, defenses and how obviously the Saints have bad defense. Chiefs are another good team that have a mediocre defense, but they've actually played well um, in recent weeks. Held the Bengals to ten points this week, but. Um, both teams have defenses that are bad. Uh, but I saw this quote on Twitter that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Benjamin Albright brought it up, an NFL reporter. Uh, he, didn't, he did not specify what NFL defensive coordinator he was talking to, but he tweeted he had a conversation with an NFL defensive coordinator, um, and the quote that stuck out to him from that defensive coordinator was, philosophically, you can no longer build a defense to prevent yardage. The focus of your defense has to be to generate turnovers because of modern NFL rules. Mm. And I almost, that's kind of interesting to me, I guess, um, because of the penalties that they're calling. Right. So, some of the holding calls and the pass interference calls Horrible. that have been called this year have just been awful. And, Take of course, time. the roughing the pass. It's gotten better in recent weeks, but, man, early in the season, some of those roughing the passer calls, especially with Clay Matthews, was awful. Unbelievable. Just, I mean, it's, it's game-changing penalties. I mean, 15 and yards can go a long way, and even a holding, it's a five-yard penalty, but it's an automatic first down. You know, that happens on third and long. That's yeah. That's just defeating. And um, I think it was Brady evaded a sack, and I I put quote air, air quotes over it because, I mean, the defender didn't know if they could hit him or not, so they just had a weak little grab. He broke it and ran three yards for a touchdown, and so it's changed the game. So turnovers are huge. Um and it will be interesting going forward how teams will approach that. And so we look at the AFC, um, and the Chiefs and the Patriots sit atop of the AFC. Um, New England has the head-to-head, but Kansas City has the record. Uh, these are the two favorites. Is there anyone else that uh, sticks out to you, Schmidt, as you know a team that, that can race for a Super Bowl title this year? Man, I mean, you never know what's going to happen with Pittsburgh, especially yeah. if Le'Veon Bell does come back. I think he's going to report within the next few weeks. Um, so you you don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, uh, they're they're a team that can always – I feel like they always start out slow, but they end up being successful in the playoffs. Um, and then, like you said, we talked about the Chargers a little bit. I'd like to see them play some uh, more challenging opponents, though. Um, I think they're a good team, but I feel like they haven't – the two good teams that they've played in the Chiefs and Rams they've lost to. Right. Um, so I'd like to see them beat a tough opponent before I kind of feel comfortable about them. Um, and then the Bengals as well. I, f- I feel like the Bengals are a good team. Uh, I know they got annihilated by the Chiefs on Sunday night, but um, 
I think they're a good football team that that uh, they've had some playoff struggles in the past, but I think they can. I, I don't know if they could take down either the Chiefs or Patriots, um, but I think they're a good enough team that that has potential. Um, but the thing about the AFC uh, and the the playoff picture upcoming is home field advantage is going to be huge. Yeah. Because if the Patriots get the number one seed in home field advantage, I mean, there's a slim really chance that anyone's going to go in there in the playoffs and and beat Tom Brady. Um, I mean, you saw it earlier with the Chiefs on the road at the Patriots. Um, and they actually played well, especially in the second half. But, I mean, in the playoffs, it, I just I don't see any team in the AFC going into New England and, and taking them down. But no. if the Chiefs keep winning, get that number one seed, have the home field advantage, and the Patriots are on the I mean, that's a whole other ballgame um, that I think the Chiefs will win. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm really banking on the Patriots losing, hopefully, in, in upcoming weeks um, because it, c- it will really shake things up mm-hmm. if the Patriots do not have that number one seed. Even if they don't get the number two seed either and they don't have that first round bye, I mean, that's everything. huge. That, that changes everything, yeah, in the, NF- or in the AFC. Excuse me. I just – I don't know – I mean, when's the last time New England's been less than a two seed? Uh I struggle to think of it. And, I mean, so much. Their division's awful. I mean, it's it's like they have six free wins every year. Right. It's been bad since Sanchez. Seriously, since Mark Sanchez Mm -hmm. um, left because he took the Jets to two AFC championship games. Granted, that Jets defense was mean. But still, the New York Jets were a game away from the Super Bowl. And since then... Yeah, I mean the Bills have made the playoffs. The Bills made the playoffs last year. The Dolphins have made it a couple times as a wild card, but I mean other than that, the division's been so bad and so easy for New England. Yeah, and I mean it was even in Week Four, I believe the Patriots and Dolphins played, and the Dolphins were three and zero going to the game, and the Patriots were one and two, and you know it was big headlines like, oh, the Dolphins finally going to take down the Patriots. Nope. And then the Patriots come out on the road and beat them thirty-eight to seven. You know, it's like, I mean, come on. It's just, it's frustrating for the rest of the AFC. Yeah. That their division is so weak. And, um, yeah, like I said, it's almost six free wins every year. Yeah, and it's so polar opposite from the AFC West where, I mean, even the Raiders are going to put up a fight. Um, Granted, this year they're they're bad. Mm -hmm. But in years past, the division, every single game – I mean, really felt like it just relied on that momentum and 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 the weird bounces and turns and and so um, AFC West is fun this year and so with that we're gonna actually head into break. We come back. We're gonna do our weekly pick'em segment um, where Schmidt and I we've had our highs and we've had our lows, but we're expecting a good week. Stay with us. Welcome back to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt. And now we've got our weekly pick'em segment. Um, and for Schmidt and I, we've been battling it out all year long. But now I've taken the lead. I started off slow. I lost uh, I lost nine. And then I lost then I lost seven. But then after that, only lost four in this most recent week. I went twelve and two and Schmidt six and eight. And so, so now the overall record, Yikes. I'm 38 and 22, and Schmidt is 36 and 24. And so, as you can tell, we're experts. This is what we were born to do: pick football games. It's what we love to do, and that's what we're gonna do right here. And Schmidt, that first game, Thursday night football, the red hot Houston Texans take on the Miami Dolphins, and this is a big game for Miami, considering the fact that. New England is just starting to pull away, and we talked about it um, before the break. New England has just dominated a bad division for a while. Um, Miami needs to win this game in order to put some pressure on the Patriots. Yeah, and Ryan Tannehill's out again this week, so Brock Osweiler, the man, the myth, the legend, is starting again for the Miami Dolphins Uh, on the road. Texans have won four straight, so got to go with the Texans. Yeah, I'm going to uh, choose Houston as well. Homecoming game for Brock Osweiler. They paid him, what, $72 million, and uh, he struggled in a Texans uniform. And Yeah. 
Got traded to the Browns. And Browns then dumped went, his contract. Went back to the Broncos for cheap, won a couple games with them, and now he's with Miami. I'm going to take Houston as well. Now, Philadelphia versus Jacksonville, an interesting matchup. Blake Bortles getting the start for the Jags, and Philadelphia losing at home. Um, and so both these ta- teams are on a downward spiral right now. It's just which spiral you think is going to stop in this game. I'm going to say Jacksonville. Um, it's hard for me to choose. I think Blake Bortles comes back, and he is uh, he's going to make a name for himself in this game. Uh, but I, I, I'll take the Jags. It's a close toss-up game. Um, Schmidt, who you got? This game's in London. Is that correct? See, it's at 8.30 a.m. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so it's okay. I feel like London games are... And that's where uh, Bortles fl- thrives. I think he's 3-0 and in England. Hmm. Well, I'd like... I mean, the Jaguars have struggled in the last few weeks um, against the Cowboys two weeks ago, and then uh, obviously last week Blake Bortles getting benched. Um, so I'd like to, but the Eagles have also not been playing spectacular. Uh, almost a must-win for both teams. Um, man, I'll take the Eagles in this one, I guess, because yeah. of the way that uh, the Jaguars have played the past yep. few weeks. Absolutely. Next, we have Tampa Bay. Versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Jameis got it done last week. Um, meanwhile, Cincinnati did the opposite of getting it done. They were absolutely torched by the Chiefs. And Tampa Bay won in that overtime game, kicked a 50-plus yard field goal to beat the Browns. And um, Schmidt, who do you like in this game? I got to go with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's still a... Uh... Um, good football team. Yeah. Um, I, and I think the Buccaneers are not. I, th- I think they're pretty mediocre. But, um, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati, they do have a lot of weapons on offense. Uh, Andy Dalton has been playing well this year. And then A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd have been um, big receiving targets um, at that at the one and two spots. Um, the Bengals' defense has not been spectacular, though. Um, but that kind of goes along with the theme of the NFL. Defense has been struggling. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I think the Bengals are still a good football team that, that'll win this game. Yeah, I, I'm, I like Cincinnati in this as well. We've got Seattle versus Detroit. Seattle coming off the bye week. Meanwhile, Detroit going into Miami and winning 32-21. to um, The Lions, kind of a scrappy team this year. They, they haven't been spectacular, but um, they're in the NFC North, which is still a winnable division. Uh, game and a half back of the Minnesota Vikings at three and three. Schmidt, who you like? Um, I like Seattle in this one. Actually, the Lions have struggled against the run all year. Uh, I believe they're giving up like six yards a carry or something. Um, and Chris Carson is back, healthy, coming off the bye week. Uh, I think he's gonna have over a hundred yards in this game. And so I like Seattle in this one. I like Seattle too. Um, going back and forth on it, I like Stafford. Um. Matt Patricia is trying to get his guys playing in Detroit, but um, I, th- I think Seattle off this bye week, able to get healthy. Um, still some question marks on defense. I'm going to take Seattle. Denver versus Kansas at Kansas City. Um, this is going to be a close game. I-, I think the problem is Denver at the quarterback position. Um, I think Case Keenum is going to struggle in-, in KC. I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Broncos. Yeah, I am too. I mean, the Chiefs are playing so well right now, and, um, I think Case Case Keenum, Case Keenum, excuse me, will struggle as well, and um, the Chiefs have not punted a lot this year. So I think if the Broncos have to punt and Case Keenum struggles, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to put up points. Um, and Kareem Hunt has played well in in the last few weeks. He yeah. had three touchdowns last week, went over 100 yards again. Um, yeah, I mean, I I got to go with KC on this one. They're just they're too hot right now to. Uh, to lose, I think, especially at home. Right. And so Washington at New York, the Giants. Um, New York is bad. Oh, they are so bad. Um, Washington coming off that win against Dallas. John, who do you like in this game? There's no way that I can pick the Giants. No. <laughs> no. They're just too bad of a football team. 
Um, man, the Redskins come in and win this game. They're going to be 5-2. and two. Um, and The Eagles lose. I mean, a few games back already. And this is a, this is a big week for that division, I think. Um, I think the Redskins are going to come in and, and win this one, though. Yep, I, I think so, too. I think Alex Smith is going to get the job done. Alex Smith is a winner. He's just not a playoff winner. And there's the difference right there. So Washington gets it done over the Giants. Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Cleveland has been to over, overtime again and again and again. but Four times this year. Yeah, four that's times. over half their games. That's insane. Um, they've had a tie. They've had a win and two overtime losses. Um I like Pittsburgh. I I think I'm going to take the Steelers on this one. I think Cleveland's going to make it close, but I think Pittsburgh is finally is starting to get those wheels turning. Yeah, it's it's the Steelers. When you look at their head-to-head record, uh, especially in recent years, have dominated the Browns. But it seems like every time they play, the Browns give them a run for the money. It seems like they put up a fight, and these games are close. I mean, in Week One. Um, obviously they tied and you know forced five turnovers on big men uh, came back late in the game and forced overtime and then which obviously led to the tie like I just said um, yeah I I think this is going to be a really close one um, you know hot take of the week I'm, I'm taking Cleveland the Browns all Baker right Baker Mayfield going for 350 Bakey baby <laughs> uh, well now we have Baltimore another um AFC North team and the Carolina Panthers. Carolina having that massive um, come-from-behind win at Philly last week. Um, are they going to have a fall-off, drop-off, or do you think they keep it going against Baltimore? Yeah, I, I like Baltimore in this one. Um, and, man, this is a big week for that division as well, the Ravens, Bengals, and Steelers. Um, of course, even playing the – Browns kind of puts them right in the mix, even though I don't think that'll um, keep up. But, yeah, that division's close. This is a huge week for that. Um, so I think all those teams are going to come out and play really well. They know the the implications behind these matchups. So I like the Ravens in this one. And I know the Panthers came back late and won, but I think they've kind of been shaky this year, kind of struggled at times. So. Yeah, and they have. I'm going to take the Panthers, though. There's a, there's a bit of a hot take, I think. Um, Baltimore has been playing so well, um, but sometimes you get that kind of momentum from a come-from-behind win. I really like Cam Newton. I think he's a pretty darn good quarterback. I think he's going to lead Carolina in this game over Baltimore because this is a this is a big game for the Panthers as well um, to, to have a chance to even put um, some pressure on the Saints. Only a game back of New Orleans. Um, and so Carolina has a pretty darn good football team. I'll take the Panthers in this one. Um, Jets versus the Chicago Bears. We were talking about during the break, Chicago a yard away from beating the Patriots last week on a Hail Mary attempt, coming up just short. Meanwhile, both of us picked the Jets last week against, um, against Minnesota. That was a mistake as the Vikings beat the Jets. So, Schmidt, who do you like, Chicago or the Jets? Man, Chicago is playing good football. I know they're only three and three, but man, they have one of the scariest defenses in the league. And Mitch Trubisky's been having the best year of his life, um, yeah. of his short career. Um, I like Chicago in this one. I do too. I'm going to take Chicago as well, um, just to keep it short. Green Bay versus the Los Angeles Rams. Aaron Rodgers um, is an animal. I think the Rams are. Um, I mean, they they are the team to beat. Um, I'm starting to feel like this might be, though, that one week where Aaron Rodgers just puts something together in Los Angeles and the Packers go down and beat the Los Angeles Rams. So there, you want a hot take of the week, John? There's mine. I'm taking Green Bay over the Rams, um, and it's solely because Aaron Rodgers is going to get it done. If Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, the Packers are going to lose by 20-plus points. But if he stays healthy, Packers are winning this football game. Man, I like I like Green Bay in this one. I was I was honestly gonna pick Green Bay too. I mean Do it. <laughs> I what a huge win this would be. I mean, Green Bay's sitting at that second wild card spot right now. Oh my god, how this would be a huge win if they came into LA and 
gave the Rams their first loss of the season. Um, and the Packers are coming off their bye week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers gave that knee some extra time to rest. Um, and I, I like the Packers in this one. Wow. You know, we spent so long talking about how the Rams, no one is going to beat them in the playoffs, and here we are picking them to lose. Man, I, I still think they're one of the best teams in the yeah, football, but I, 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 I just like the Packers this week, especially coming off that bye week. Uh, I agree. Um, and so Packers come off a bye. Meanwhile, we've got the toilet bowl. Um, it's San Francisco versus Arizona. I will not spend a minute watching this game. Not me either. There's no chance. There's no way you will find me looking at a TV <laughs> set for this football game. Josh, no, actually, Rosen. I will. I will be looking at the TV set because I have David Johnson on my fantasy team. <laughs> okay, so that is the only reason. We have primetime football between C.J. Beathard and Josh Rosen. By primetime, I mean like a two thirty kickoff. John, I don't know who to pick in this game. Um, I don't care who to pick in this game. It's it's picking, you know, poison. Choose your poison. I'll take the Niners. Arizona is bad. Um, their defense got torched. Josh Rosen got torched by Denver. I have to take the Niners. Do I get bonus points if I predict a tie? <laughs> yeah, this, I'll this give might, you a bonus. This might be the worst <laughs> game of the season. Horrible. Um, you know, I want I want four points if I predict a tie. Four points? Yes. Okay. Three, three, three. All right. Okay. You three want points. me to write you down for tie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, That is the hot take of the week right there, predicting a tie. Man, if I'm right, though, I am going to be happy. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to say next week. I'm going to come on here happy <laughs> as can be. This is going to be the worst game of the season by far. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. John Schmidt is predicting a tie. So tell everyone you know, if you see a tie, Schmidt was the first to predict it. Um, <laughs> next, a game that isn't as bad as the toilet bowl, but it gets kind of close. Um, it's definitely in the restroom near the toilet. It's Indianapolis versus the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders, John Gruden said, "Let me give me draft picks, baby. I don't want a team now. I want a team seven years from now, if I'm lucky. Well, and I mean, hey, he's going to be there because he's – Signed a ten-year contract. Yeah, so, and that's what okay. I mean. He, he's there for for life. It feels like, um, and <laughs> John Gruden has one win this year for the Oakland Raiders. They just traded Amari Cooper, and now they play the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Schmidt, who do you like? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if I got on Twitter and saw Derek Carr has been traded at this point. Right. I mean, they traded Khalil Mack earlier in the year. Um, the best. One of, if not the best, outside linebacker in the league. Um, and then they just traded Amari Cooper this last week, their number one receiver. Um, man, you know, I like Indianapolis in this one. I just, I don't know if I can predict Oakland to win. They have one win this year in overtime against the Browns that they should have lost because of a missed call. Um, so I, I like Indianapolis in this one. Me too. I. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Raiders aren't good. Uh, they're bad. The Raiders are a bad football team. Um, and the Colts aren't much better, but the Colts are at least scrappy. Um, I like Angelo. I also like Derek Carr. I, he's gotten a lot of criticism, but he's been, he's been good in a lot of games this year. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to take Indiana. The Raiders defense, there's no pass rush. Mm-mm. I wonder. I, I don't know why. Remember, it's hard to find a pass rusher. It's hard to find a pass rusher. Yeah. Um, you know, and it doesn't take a lot of journalism to find out why Gruden. Um, so I'll take the Colts in this one. Uh, New Orleans versus Minnesota. Sunday night football. The Vikings are streaking, and I'm going to take Minnesota. I like Man. the Vikings in this game. Everson Griffin has come back. I'm going to take Minnesota. I think Captain Kirk gets it done. Primetime football. Give me the Vikings. Man, this is a really good game, actually. Um, I think this is going to be a, a shootout. A lot of passing yards here. Um, Drew Brees going to have another big game. Oh, man. You know, I'll take New Orleans. Uh, it's been interesting. Yeah, they've had a really good season so far. Sitting at 5-1. and one. Uh, I like New Orleans in this one. Yeah. Okay, finally. Monday Night Football. Dun, nah, 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 nah. 
That's about as as exciting as it gets. Was that was that theme song I just gave gave the viewers? Because it's New England versus Buffalo. New England at Buffalo. Do we get a uh, Derek Anderson or um, do we get? Oh gosh, I'm forgetting Peterman. Nathan Peterman. Oh my gosh. Is Josh gets, Allen still out? Um, you know. Well, let's, I mean, it doesn't really matter either way. They're still gonna lose. This is good journalism. Unfortunately, I'm up Josh Allen. Um, he's out. Derek Anderson to start again. Oh my god. <laughs> so the final score is gonna be fifty-six to three. Obviously, the Patriots In favor are going to win this. Oh, yeah, oh, Bills, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, Patriots. Yeah, I have to take New England as well. Um, gosh. The Bills were, were were good last year. The Buffalo Bills were close to beating Jacksonville last year in the playoffs. They stink. The Bills stink. Yep. And... Um, it's just a testament of that AFC East, a bad football division with one very good team in it. Because um, New England, I think, would win the division if they were in a tough division. You know, I, I think they, they're they that good of a football team. But when a team doesn't feel pressure to the playoffs. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, it's even if, you know, in your division you go four and two. You had two extra everything. losses. That, and that changes that Two losses makes a huge difference in the National right. Football League. Uh, National Football League, especially uh, in terms of playoff seeding, that that could take you from a one seed to a to a four seed. Right. Or no. Even yeah. A wild card spot. I mean, like, in the year the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl in 2015, they finished 12 and four. The Kansas City Chiefs were 11 and five. The last game of the year, the Broncos were down big at half to I think San Diego at the time. Now, now the Chargers for the people at home who didn't realize that happened in the NFL. Um, and if Denver loses that game, Kansas City's a two seed, New England's a one seed, and the Broncos are a four seed. I, yeah, mean, I mean that that's, that's the difference between one game. So uh, it's unfortunate how bad the AFC East is. Hopefully Miami can get it done and keep some pressure on the New England Patriots. We're gonna head to commercial break, but stay with us because we're gonna keep it going with the top five, bottom top five, and this week we're covering teams. Stick with us. Welcome back to the First and Goal Show. I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt, and we are bringing you our my favorite segment of the week. It's our top five, bottom five. Last week, we talked about quarterbacks, our favorites, and those who we think just stink. Um, just a couple of highlights. Schmidt had put C.J. Beathard. Um, he had put Josh Rosen. Um, in his bottom five, both of us had Marcus Mariota and Josh Allen uh, flip-flopped in our bottom two. Um, and meanwhile, for our top five, John put Mahomes at number one. I said Drew Brees, um, and I put Mahomes at two. Schmidt put Rodgers at two. So now we are going to top five and bottom five teams in the NFL Um and, John, I had the advantage. I have the list in front of me here. So I actually picked my teams in advance. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's right. I came prepared. Okay. Um, and prep is huge, folks. Remember that. There's your advice. Advice of the week segment. Um, not sponsored, but it will be. Um, so top five, bottom five. As always, um, we're going to flip a coin, um, and it will determine – our top five or bottom five to go first. So, uh, good journalism. I'm flipping a coin. It's heads. It's heads. So, we're going to be talking about our uh, our top five first. Schmidt, you're looking up. So, I will uh, – I'll go first. Number five, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers. Five and two. Okay. Um. I know they haven't beaten a ton of quality teams. I like Phillip Rivers, and I love that offense. Melvin Gordon, um, Keenan Allen, give me the Chargers. Um, I, I really like what San Diego or Los Angeles is doing. Um, they should still be in San Diego uh, because that team is not going to bring in attendance, uh, which is very unfortunate because it's a playoff football team. So I take the Chargers at number five. Um, at number five, honestly, that's not a bad pick. Um, not thinking about it. That's, uh, that you. is a good pick. Um, I'm down to two teams. 
I think at number five, though, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Yeah. Their defense. Um, I think I, they're contenders. I mean, I think they might actually win that division, uh, especially with the Steelers' struggles and um, the Steelers kind of being on and off in, in different weeks. I I like the Ravens' defense. Um, I think Joe Flacco's elite. He is um, elite. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think they're I think they're number five right now. And he, who do you see as your number four? Mm, number four, I am going to go with the Saints at number four. Hmm. Um, they're five and one. Um, actually, just picked up a win last week, twenty four to twenty three over the Ravens. Um, yeah, I mean their offense is next to unstoppable. I think they have the second-best offense in the league behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and I know their defense has been shaky, but I think Drew Brees is, is good enough that they can outscore their opponents. So I, I would take them at number four right now. Yeah, that's actually who I took as well. I took the New Orleans Saints. I like Drew Brees. A lot of the things you mentioned, defense is shaky, but ultimately at the end of the day, they just have one loss. So uh, I'll take the Saints at four. Um, and the top three is hard because there's, I think, three teams who are real Super Bowl contenders. And I'm guessing our top three is just going to be how we want to order it. It's the Rams, the Patriots, and the Chiefs. Yeah. And at number three, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I have that because until they beat the New England Patriots, I have to have New England in front of them. Um, because I think Kansas City is a serious threat to win the Super Bowl this year, um, but they have one team in front of them in front of, in the AFC, and it's the New England Patriots. Patrick Mahomes is going to win. He can't win Rookie of the Year, but he's on pace to win MVP. Um, so I, I like the Chiefs at number three. Is it okay? So me at number three now? Yeah. Okay. You got okay. three and two. Okay. Okay. Um, at number three, I'm actually going to take the Patriots. Um. Yeah, I mean. Not much else to say about it. Tom Brady, dominant. Um, number two in the AFC right now. Hopefully it stays that way. Um, yeah, I'll put him at number three right now, though. And your number two? Ooh. Do I want the Rams or Chiefs at number two? Honestly, looking at the Rams' schedule, their best win is the Chargers at home. Um, and I get they beat the Vikings at home by seven. Um, but other than that, I mean, they beat the Cardinals, they beat the Raiders, they won a close one against the Seahawks, and they won a close one against the Broncos. Um, and they've beat the 49ers. So I, I, I'm gonna put the Rams at two Mm -hmm. because of that. Um, I think they have yet, I think the Chargers are a really good football team. I think that's their best win. Uh, and they played them in week two. I think as of now, I would put the Rams at two. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's fair. They also beat the Vikings, um, and I think that road win against Seattle is, is actually pretty impressive for for the Rams. But nonetheless, I I, I do agree that um, the Chiefs' front end of the schedule was brutal. Yeah. Um, and to go six and one is a huge testament. Um, to to that football club, but um, at number two, I'm gonna take the New England Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady still dominant. There was that brief moment. New England's one and two, and people start freaking out again. And you had to tell them, "Calm down. You're fine. It's fine. New England's gonna be fine." And here they are, leading the AFC East, um, and a game back of the Kansas City Chiefs. New England number two and my number one are the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they do have a bit easier of a schedule than the Chiefs. However, 7-0 is so difficult in the NFL. Um, that win over the Vikings, over the Seahawks, and over the Chargers, those are still good wins, and they had a couple of blowout wins as well. Um, so credit to them for um, you know, really just staying on top of things. I like the Rams as my number one team in the NFL. Yeah, and at, at number one, obviously, I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. Um, I might be biased, but going back to the schedule, I mean, they've played the Chargers on the road, they've played the Steelers on the road, and they've played the Patriots on the road already. That is, that's crazy. Um, 
They just played the Bengals last week. They played the Jaguars, who have one of, if not the best defenses. In the, I know they've struggled in past weeks, but one of the best defenses in the in, in the NFL. Um, the Chiefs' defense is playing better. Uh, like I said before, they uh, held the Bengals to 10 points. Um, they've actually only allowed three points on every single opening drive this season, which is impressive, which has allowed the offense to get early leads. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has 24 total touchdowns, only five picks. Uh, I think he's, if the awards were going to be handed out today, I think he'd he's without a doubt be unanimous MVP. Yep. Um, I think he's he's playing ridiculous. He's on pace for 50 touchdowns. It's only ever been accomplished by Tom Brady and uh, Peyton Manning in 2013. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Chiefs right now, especially with how the defense played last week. Yeah. No, and I'm, and I, and they have some serious injuries right now. On they have their best two players out on defense, and they were still able to uh, right. have a really good game yeah. this last week. So no, I agree. Um, and so we transition from the best and brightest to just dull, gloomy, gross, not impressive. And that's why my number five is actually Cleveland because it fits all those descriptions. The city itself. Um, I drove through Cleveland once. Um, I don't know when I'm going back, Schmidt. And the reason why I take Cleveland at number five, I, I know there are teams in the NFL that have a worse record than Cleveland, um, but they still can't get it done. Um, they're getting better. They, they have those four trips to overtime. That's an improvement. They have a tie and a win. That's an improvement. Um, two wins, excuse me. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, he's showing why rookie quarterbacks struggle. He is struggling right now at times, um, as all the other rookies really are. It's that adjustment into the NFL. Um, and so Baker, uh, he's been fine, but give Cleveland a couple years. I think they can be a big threat. They have a lot of young talent. Um, but right now they still sit at number five of my top or my bottom five teams in the NFL. I think at number five, I'm going to put the Giants. Um, before last week, I think I would have put them lower. Uh, but they actually played fairly well this week. They lost uh, by three points on that Monday night game against Atlanta um, on the road. Um, I, I, Yeah, I, I think I would have put them maybe second to last before last week. But because of the, the way they play this week, I'm going to put them at number five. And then number four. Um I think at number four, I'm going to put the 49ers. Um, I think they do have some talent, but, of course, losing Jimmy Garoppolo was huge. Um, C.J. Beathard is under center right now, and um, he's not the greatest. Um, right. Got destroyed by the Rams this past week, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put the 49ers at number four. Yeah, and that's actually the reason why I didn't put the Niners on this list um, was the Jimmy G injury. Uh, I I think that they're they they'd be the number six spot for me honestly, because they have talent. Uh, but when you lose that starting quarterback and rely on your backup, unless it's Matt Castle with the New England Patriots, you're not going to succeed. And so I maybe boldly kept San Francisco off this list. But number four for me, I have the New York Giants. Um, I went back and forth with four and five, but. Uh, ultimately, Eli Manning is immobile. He can't move. Uh, and so, yeah, the the Giants just have a lot of problems right now on the offensive line, offense in general. And they just, they're, they're starting to, I think, trade some players away. So the Giants at number four and number three comes in the Buffalo Bills. I don't care if it's Josh Allen, Nathan Peterman, uh, or Derek Anderson. They're bad. The Bills are so bad. Um, not much more else to say. Offensive line, run game, defense, offense as a whole, special teams. Um, I guess they have Steven Hoshka still. But, I mean, other than that, Buffalo, you come in at number three. Yeah, I was actually going to put Buffalo at number three as well. Um, Josh Allen's coming back. Um, he's, he's hurt right now, but he will be coming back later. Uh, in future weeks, so that's why I have them at number three. I think without Josh Allen, I would probably put them last. 
uh, with Derek Anderson or Nathan Peterman under center. But uh, because Josh Allen's going to be coming back, I'm, I'm going to keep him at uh, number three still. So, And then uh, at number two for me, I'm going to put – I'll put the Arizona Cardinals. I was, I was going back and forth between <laughs> the Raiders and Cardinals here, but um, both just awful. I mean, the Cardinals, like we, we talked about earlier, got – um, run by by the Broncos on on Thursday night, that forty five to ten loss, so bad that their offensive coordinator got fired. Um, but I'll put them at that second to last spot because the Raiders are in a league of their own. Yeah, and so I think we're we're both flip flopping on uh, who we think is in that league of their own. I have Oakland at number two. I think they have their two own separate leagues. So it's these bad teams. And then Oakland, Arizona, and it's both of us, I think, see Arizona a little bit lower, Oakland a little bit lower. I have Oakland at number two. They're bad, trading everyone away. Bad, 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 bad. But number one, even worse, Arizona, very bad. Um, Josh Rosen looked horrible against Denver. Um, That defense got just obliterated. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if for some reason they came out and beat the Oakland Raiders, or not the Oakland Raiders, if they came out and won this this week just for the heck of it, saying, hey, NFL, take it. But I think Arizona's the worst team uh, this year in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think both teams could be competing for that number one spot. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm going to put uh, the Raiders at that, uh, that last spot. Um yeah, I mean, they just traded away Khalil Mack, their best player on defense, and then Amari Cooper, one of their um, best players on offense. Just they're clean in-house. Uh, they're 1-5, should be 0-6. Uh, they're just a bad football team. Uh, so i got to put them at that last spot. Well, that will do it for top five, bottom five. Um, and we had some flipping and flopping. But nonetheless, another solid top five, bottom five. Next week, we're going to be doing top five and bottom five rookies. Rookies. And so um, bottom five is going to be interesting. Those who might not be performing uh, or anything of that nature. So rookies next week. But uh, Schmidt, as we near the end of the show, is there anything else you want to talk about before we say so long? Um, Kind of I wanted to touch a little bit about – um, the trades that have been going on. Uh, the trade deadline's coming up on Tuesday. Um, the Giants um, specifically have traded away two of their best players on defense in, in Eli Apple and uh, Damon Harrison. Um, and this this isn't really something that is typical of the NFL. I feel like in the NBA, trade especially, there's the just trade, especially right before the deadline, there's just trade, trade, trade. Uh, but the NFL's not particularly like that um but there's been some big trades um especially from bad teams to um just kind of trying to restart and rebuild uh, which is interesting and i'm excited i think there's going to be some more trades coming up before that that tuesday deadline um and i'm excited to see because there's already been some some big names that have been traded um and one of the most surprising to me was carlos hyde to the jaguars um I know mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette's been out in recent weeks, but uh, I think he's going to be back soon. He's just nursing a hamstring injury. Um, so that was the most surprising to me, especially because T.J. Yeldon's been performing. Um, and it was surprising to me that the Browns traded Carlos Hyde. Right. Um, uh, I know they want to give Nick Chubb some experience there, but um, I think he had like five total carries before they traded him, which and then I, I just don't really understand it, I guess. Um but no, I mean it's it's entertaining. Um, I'm still hoping the Chiefs make a big trade for someone on defense. Uh, maybe Landon College from the Giants, since they're handing out their players. Yeah, like it's nothing. So, and that's the difference between even baseball. There's a ton of trades before yeah. the deadline, and I think that's what makes the NBA and um, MLB so exciting at the trade deadline um, and free agency and. All, all of that is more exciting. And the NFL handles one thing so poorly, and it's social media. 
um, and the ability to play back videos. I mean, NBA, MLB, plays are posted instantly. So easy to find. And the NFL has a stranglehold off of plays. So much so that you'll see social media accounts post videos of a Madden touchdown over an actual one that happened because they don't have the right to post that video. I think it's handled so poorly by these NF- by the NFL. Goodell needs to loosen up because that's what's making the NBA far more entertaining. Um, and, and MLB, like, they handle it so much better with social media and accounts. And the NFL right now is so far behind. And um, the NFL is right now kind of like business first, which is fine. But the entertainment aspect and keeping fans involved and like participating, I feel like goes down, is way down compared to the NBA and MLB. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's, you brought up how Roger Goodell needs to lighten up. I think there's a lot of issues that Roger Goodell needs to lighten up on. Um, there's been some, they're being too strict on, on some penalties this season. Like, I mean, we've talked about that before. Um, and then, I mean, up until recent years, celebrating was almost banned. Right. which was just i mean pathetic like that's uh, that's how players i mean they're, they're having fun you know it's it's supposed to be yeah they're they score a touchdown they're supposed there. to celebrate yeah you know i mean in reality a lot of them are our age i mean young 20s right. like they're, they're kids like they want to have fun and um yeah i, I was glad to see they overturned they that rule and, that, and yeah. allow them to celebrate finally but because john um, if i if i scored a touchdown there is no doubt there's not a doubt in my mind I'd be out there twerking. Oh, I'd be I'd be crowd surfing. There's no <laughs> doubt I would be in the stands, taking some popcorn, crowd surfing, coming back, couple somersaults, um, and then then the celebration comes thrown in there. But yeah, I I mean, come on, let let them have some fun. I I agree that Goodell needs to make some changes in the NFL. Agreed. Well, with that. We, uh, we thank you for tuning in to the First and Goal Show. Um, stay tuned our next show next Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Until then, I'm Scott Ayers alongside John Schmidt. We thank you for tuning in. We say so long for now, and we'll see you next week.